On this special Christmas episode of Common Mystics, we discuss how, during the holiday season, we honor our loved ones who've passed. I'm Jennifer James. I'm Jill Stanley. We're psychics. We're sisters. We're Common Mystics. We're excited to be talking to you today. Before we get started, Jen, Mm. I need your help. Oh, okay. I am a member of the Michigan Recycling Coalition, and the Michigan Recycling Coalition has a campaign called Recycle Michigan, Mm -hmm. and I think people should go to RecycleMichigan.org on the link that says join us, scroll all the way down, and go to the store, the Recycle Michigan store, and purchase some fun merch Ah, and where does our money go if we go and purchase merch for uh, Recycle Michigan? It helps develop recycling in the state of Michigan. I see. And if we were to become a member, what will we get? Newsletters. You'll get handy tips about how to sort your trash, where the access to recycling is in your state. Because believe it or not, a lot of parts of Michigan don't have an infrastructure for recycling. Believe it or not. Interesting. Yeah. So by becoming a member, I would then get education to help create a better world? Yes, exactly right. And if you, let's just say you had a recycler in your family and they were coming to your house, you wouldn't have to hide your trash anymore because you will know you have the tools. Well, if my my recycling family member didn't snoop in my trash and then lecture me, I wouldn't have to hide it from her. Wow. Wow. That, That got personal. Anyway, anyway, no, that what a great cause, great idea. Please go to RecycleMichigan.org and check them out. Thanks so much, guys. Now back to our programming. So, the holidays. <laughs> the holidays. The holidays. I know, I'm so over it. I'm going to be real. The holidays are tough for wow. a lot of people. It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of year, magical, goodwill, yada, yada, yada. But it, it's, the elephant in the room is that we are sad now. <laughs> like it's, it's I mean it is what it is it's it's fucking sad okay it is I don't, I don't know what else to say but what I find <laughs> I we know are sad we really are sad I'm sorry I can't help it and that's why we're having this conversation because it makes me happier to talk to my sister uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> No, no. I think a lot of people are probably feeling the same. Like, this sucks. It sucks. Don't cry. Are you crying? No, I'm trying are to you... fix Jill. I'm not. Don't I'm trying to fix my cry. sound settings. Hold on. Okay. No, Jill, I, I think that's completely legit. Like, we're sad. A lot of people are sad. Let's, let's talk about the grief. For sure. Because there's grief. There's there. grief. It's been a rough year, man. You know, if you go online, you can find a lot of different resources that tell you ways to handle grief during the holidays. Remember when we were researching this? Yeah, it was really depressing. (laughs) They (laughs) gave like the worst advice. It's like, get drunk and watch and look at pictures of people that died. Yeah, well, did did it really say to get drunk? No, it didn't really say to get drunk. If you read between the lines, John. Well, you well, anyway, I'm not going to go there. But no, some of the, the recommendations were like, go to the cemetery and have your own little service for your loved ones there. 
I wouldn't do that. Mm-mm. Don't do that. Mm-mm. I mean, That's we go sad. to we go to a sign. I mean, if that works for you, you do it. You do you. If that works, you do whatever it takes. When I we go to a lot of cemeteries, but when we, we go sure do. when I go to the cemetery to visit like our our family, yeah. it's mm-hmm. it is it's bad. It's really bad. It I like want to roll around on all their graves just to get close to them. And then like I start singing because like all our life, our family, <laughs> this is true. Our family would like line us up and make us sing for them. So I I start <laughs> singing at the gravesite. And one time this really happened. I, I started singing the song that we were singing while mom was passing. Like we were singing mm-hmm. our song. And I got mm-hmm. three syllables into this song. And I started ugly crying and a very loud way and I feel like I was embarrassing them in spirit because uh-huh. I I had this overwhelming sensation to be like stop and turn around like it was so powerful that I literally thought I was going to turn around and see mom standing there so I, in mid sob I'm like <gasps> and I turn around full-on ugly face frozen uh-huh. and there's a man there's a man standing there looking at me like worried oh it was super embarrassing I, I believe that that happened. <laughs> and I think the bottom line is do what works for you. Those suggestions don't work for us. You no. and I have other ways to deal with our grief over losing our loved ones, you know, particularly during the holiday season. But um, we're also not professional grief counselors. So I do want to say if you are really – feeling the effects of your grief and really depressed, please reach out to a professional. We're not professionals, but we are psychics and we have some uh, some strategies that work for us. Yeah? Yeah. And I think what's funny about us is that when we were preparing for this episode, we had to really think, like, how are we dealing with grief? Right? Yeah. Yeah. We were legitimately like, how do we do it? And what we realized is that we talk about our loved ones on the other side quite a bit and we tell funny stories well the stories that I find amusing about them and and experiences that we had with them right I think what maybe sets us apart from other people who aren't aware of their own psychic abilities is that you and I 100% believe that we are communicating with our people on the other side just by thinking about them like we really 100% know this to be true. That's true. Yeah. 100%. I think that's a big difference. So for you and me, we're talking to mom, grandma, genie, grandpa, like in our heads all the time, right? All day, a day. Mm-hmm. All day, a day. Right. Can you give us an example of how you bring mom to you in spirit oh my just by thinking about her? So like... If anything goes on in my life, when mom was alive, I would call mom. I was always on the phone with mom. And so the same thing I do in spirit. When something's going on, I I, I, I call out to her in my head like, mom, can you believe this? Whether it be a stupid driver, whether it be an issue I'm having at work, or if just even, even amusing things, like things that I laugh at, I know mom's with me laughing too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh. just, I just... She's just always, it's, I feel like I carry her around with me. Yeah. 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 I love that. I do too. I do too. But I also recognize that some people who aren't like us, who don't believe that that's automatically happening, might need some more structure to practice. What would you suggest? 
Well, I think um, I was at your house mm-hmm. a few years ago, and I was talking to one of your friends whom I didn't know very well, and she had lost her mother. And I was telling her just what we just talked about, you know, bring her to mind when you think of her, when you, you know, ask her a question, you'll, you, you will be communicating with her for real. And she's like, yeah, but how do I know that it's really my mom and not just my own imagination? And I, in that moment, when I was having this conversation with her, I was ready to say, yeah, no, I get you. I I don't, (laughs) I don't know either. I, I, I don't know, you know, but all of a sudden, I had an answer for her. And it was like someone opened my brain and put the information in. And I was suddenly able to just explain this meditation exercise that she should do. And I'll share it with with everybody now. Because again, I don't believe this came from me. I believe that it came from spirit. So what I told her was, to set up a time to meditate regularly. And when she meditates, to imagine the white light of heaven, the white light of God, and then imagine the loved one that she's wanting to communicate with and to experience again. Imagine that loved one walking out of the light towards her. And then imagine herself approaching her loved one and embracing her loved one. And to pay attention to the subtle signs, the the subtle physical and emotional responses that happen when she embraces her loved one. She's going to feel happy and she's going to feel warm. And there are going to be subtle physical differences too. Like she might feel an arm on her shoulder or hair against her cheek or something subtle but profound. And keep doing that meditation over and over again. And that way in everyday life, when you communicate, when you call that loved one to mind, just in everyday life, when you're not in that meditation moment, you will start to experience those emotional and physical responses. And that's how you're going to know that it's not, you're just, just your imagination. It really is communication with spirit. And it'll start feeling just like, hey, that, that's just mom. That's just how mom feels when she comes to me. Does that make sense? Yes, I love it. And we talk about a lot um, two things. We talk about building a bridge to the other side to make that communication um, easier. And that's what you're describing. By meditating and doing that structured medita- meditation, you're creating that path. And the more you you use the path, just like if you're walking on grass, the more that path is visible and easier to access. Oh, what a great analogy. I love that. But mm. Jill, a lot of people don't like that sort of still meditation experience. That's tough for a lot of people. What do you do? Oh, for sure. Oh my gosh. Well, um, I, I like to think of myself as an athlete. (laughs) (laughs) Do you now? I like to think of myself as a supermodel. Go on. (laughs) Um, but I do try to run. And so when I'm running that rhythmic, um, like whether it be on a treadmill or outside, I literally, because let's face it, I'm not, I'm not an athlete. So I'm, I'm calling mom and grandma in. I can picture them sitting around grandma's kitchen table. I can smell the smells in the room. I can, I see where mom's sitting. I see where grandma's sitting. I know where grandpa is in the house and where Jeannie's sitting at the table. And I just create an experience in my mind's eye of, just like a Saturday morning at grandma's house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also do that when I'm driving. Anything rhythmic, anything to get me out of my, like it just feels 
No, yeah, active meditation is totally a thing. Anytime I'm okay. doing something rhythmic like jogging or mm-hmm. even something like sewing or or knitting, not that I sew or knit, but any sort of like rhythmic activity. I like to go to Goodwill. That's what I was just going to say. Like to yeah. shop. Sam, she loves to, like shop, to shop, people. And even she has just a problem. The, <laughs> it is a problem. Even just the rhythmic like moving the hangers. You know, like that gets me into that meditation, like that active physical meditation place where I'll be picking things up and and communicating with spirit. So, mm-hmm. no, whatever works for you, but yeah, no, totally. I love what you said about creating that pathway and using that pathway and it just gets easier. Once it gets easier and once it becomes almost automatic, it's easier to believe that it's real. Right, right. Because it is real. It feels, to me, it's like my superpower. It's my magic. It's like when I'm in a room, I'm just not by myself. I have a whole gang of spirits on the other side helping me and propelling me forward. So it's comforting. Totally. I don't walk alone. I don't walk alone. So we can call our loved ones to us in spirit. And we talked about some different ways to do that. But what's another way to kind of take it to the next level? What do you mean? Well, when you're thinking about your loved ones, they're there and it's real. But when you can talk and like you said earlier, talk to someone else and share, you know, Mm. stories about them and share that joy. I do think it's kind of amplified that spirit. I think it's like multiplied almost. Because it's like the saying from the Bible, when you gather in a group to pray, it means more. And just sharing in that experience, I don't remember the exact quote from the Bible, but sharing that experience, bringing, calling to mind, telling stories, gathering and discussing a family member who is past in spirit, it almost contextualizes it. It may, it, it just amplifies that love that I'm experiencing in my heart. You're feeling it too. And it yeah. brings, it almost brings her to life if we're talking about mom, it brings right. her back to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you want to tell some stories about mom today? I like mama. <laughs> I like mom stories. Um, let's talk about Christmas first. Let's talk about holiday stories, about okay. like our like favorite holiday memories. You go first. Do it. First. Well, our Aunt Jeannie was a huge present in our lives, especially growing up. Jeannie was like, talk about shopping problem. Jeannie had a shopping problem. And a lot of the beneficiaries of her shopping problem <laughs> were us, right? It's true. It's a true story. So I remember being a little stink on Christmas, opening up um, a Cabbage Patch Kid doll. My Cabbage Patch Kid doll was named Ollie. It was a boy. And I remember Jeannie telling the story about how she got Ollie and the other Cabbage Patch Kids for our siblings. And she was a straight up gangster. She was savage. She like stood in line (laughs) and she had this, (laughs) she stood in line on like Black Friday and she had this weatherproof <laughs> coat, right? You can yeah. hear it's like sh- 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 yeah. when she would walk and she like <laughs> she would like use it and slip past people to get to the dolls. <laughs> like she would do like that shimmy and she would like grab them up and she would be like a straight up savage and like was making sure she was getting everything that she wanted for us that day. I remember the story and she was telling it to mom and it's just funny and it made Ali so much more special. She meant business, and she she had to be cutthroat because Cabbage Patch Kids were hot in the eighties when she got them for us. <laughs> so true, they were I'm like sold you, she- out everywhere. And part of that is that we didn't have a dad, and Mom was trying mm. to raise us by herself, 
during the during that time that she was with us and she almost between her and mom they overcompensated mhm and it just meant so much to us at the time I think the story of Jeannie being a savage in the store getting me Ollie meant more to me than the doll. I don't know where the doll is. I don't know what happened to the doll, but I still have that story. Just remembering opening him and feeling like this is so special. She went through a lot for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. What holiday memories do you have? Well, I remember, so Jeannie and mom would go crazy shopping during Christmas time. And then because I was the oldest, I would be responsible with them for wrapping the presents on Christmas Eve night. And so the Christmas tree was in the front room of the house, the living room. and That Chicago talk for the living room. Yeah. And we would all be uh, wrapping in the rec room, in the back room with the fireplace, right? And so Mm -hmm. they would wrap, and then I would be the runner, and I would run the wrapped gifts (laughs) from the rec room to the front room under the tree. And so this one Christmas Eve, it was so late. I know it was after midnight and I'm the runner and I'm running back and forth and back and forth and I'm filling the area under the tree and then I'm filling the room and the room is getting more and more full until I finally come back to the rec room and I'm like, you guys need to stop. There's no more room in the room. And they look at me and they're like, what? You're exaggerating. I'm like, no, I'm not exaggerating. And so they both get up off the floor because they're like, you know, sitting on the floor wrapping gifts. They both get up off the floor and I'm like, look, you guys. And we all just start laughing because literally you could not walk into the room. (laughs) There were that many gifts. It was like 500 gifts that year. It was crazy. It was a good year. It was a good year. I remember that year. I remember couldn't get to the front door. I know. You couldn't get to the front door. (laughs) What do you remember about Christmas as a kid? I loved Midnight Mass, just a side note. Didn't oh, you love going to Midnight Mass? It was very special. It was very special. They played all the best music at Midnight Mass. Mm-hmm. They broke they out did. all the greatest Christmas carols for Midnight Mass. Ugh. What's your favorite Christmas carol? I really like Oh Holy Night. Mm, that's a good one. And I also like Hark the Herald Angels Sing. I like that one too. Uh, so on Christmas Eve, we would spend with our family. We would do the presents, and then we would get dressed up for Midnight Mass. But Christmas Day, right, we would right. go over to Grandma's house, mm-hmm. and oh, Grandma would be cooking. So you'd walk in, and the whole house would be steamy, right? <sighs> right. Like the windows would be foggy. The smells. Oh, the smells of the polar sausage and the garlic. It was just... It's magical. Oh, my gosh. The best mashed potatoes in the entire world. Mm. Sauerkraut, Mm. chicken soup, Mm. all the smells. Even like lemon babka pound cake. Mm, A lemon babka. That was Mm. so good. Mm -hmm. And then I just remember being so full and laying on the floor watching TV after (laughs) having eaten and just listening to the sound of people speaking Polish in the next room was just so comforting. And laughing. And laughing. Mm -hmm. And laughing. Yeah. I just love the smells. I can smell it now, I swear. Right. So while things were Mm. calm on Christmas Day, our home was always so hectic with mom preparing for Christmas. Do you remember (laughs) what she used to do? Explain what our crazy mother used to do. Our mom was manic, like seriously, and she wasn't a clean freak, but no, she would not allow us to decorate a dirty house. <laughs> so she, like it was a thing, like right. she would scrub 
like really scrub the house from top to bottom. No joke. I'm not even kidding. I was scrubbing the house along with her. When I got older, I did. Okay. So picture buckets of pine saw water and rags and washing every wall. Picture those metal baseboards in the old Chicago houses, okay? Mm -hmm. Taking them apart and scrubbing them with toothbrushes, getting all the dust out of them. It was crazy. Cleaning the walls. I hate it. I would always clean the walls. It's the worst job. It was so overboard. Everything had to be so (laughs) spotless before she would put a piece of tinsel up or any sort of decoration. But when, so after she would scrub. the chandeliers. I dipped (laughs) crystal by crystal into ammonia. Everything had to be spotless. I'm sorry. The chandeliers. No, no. The chandeliers. The chandelier. Come on. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Anyway, after it was clean though, and the house smelled like a pledge and pine saw, she would just decorate it so special. It was like the house was glowing from the inside out. Every every spot had a special little vignette of like Christmas. There would be like Mrs. and Mr. Claus. There would be the nativity scene. Okay. Then our nativity scene, she had that spun glass around it. Yeah, that was a bad choice. Owie. Because to me, a nativity scene is kind of like a little Jesus playset. <laughs> You're going you move. You move the characters around when mom's well, hello. not. When mom's not home, you move the characters around. Hello, baby Jesus. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a playset. That's how the angel broke. By the way, so to put spun glass around it is quite the trap, because that shit itches. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's like fiberglass. You can get like fiberglass in your hand. Was, was she uh, really thinking we weren't going to touch it or go into that room after it was clean? I know. We weren't supposed to. We weren't supposed to. Anyway, Mm-mm. no, I know. But after, you're right, after the, the child labor was over, <laughs> it, she really did make the house super special. Mm-hmm. 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 So I have a question. I just thought about this when we were talking about the little nativity scene. <laughs> what? This song, Mary, did you know? Is that 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 song Jill, makes me angry? Gonna, we're not going to talk no, shit about I, Christmas carols right now. No, that's a stupid song because Mary was the first to know, and it really should be like Jason. It should be like Joseph. Do you believe this shit? That's what the song should be. Like honestly, honestly, what are the lyrics that you have an issue with. The, Mary, did you know the angel came to Mary and told her first? She was the first to know. <laughs> she was the first to know. You're like yeah. Someone didn't read their Bible. The whole song is based on, it's just so stupid. It gets okay. me angry inside. All right. Well, I'm, I'm anyway. sorry. All right. Do you need a minute? <sighs> it should be it called. Now? Are you, are you no. ready to no. move forward? No. No, but seriously, like, doesn't it feel better just talking about these people that I feel like we're conjuring them up and like they're here in spirit with mm. us as we tell these I stories. I know they're here in spirit with us. Mm, I, I can hear Jeannie's jacket that makes me happy. <laughs> the shh, 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 shh. Oh I my gosh. It. Anyway, I love it. What's another good mom story? Well, my favorite mom story of all doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. Is it fair game? Yeah, please. Okay. Okay. And it, it involves you, you and me, and the time that we took her on a trip. Oh my God. It was the last trip we took together. It it it, it was absolutely the last trip that we took together. I know. Oh, okay. Well, first let me tell you this. You yeah, guys. you set it up. You set it up. Okay, so mom had gotten sick, remember, in December 2010. So this was 2013. And so mom 
was not handicapped, but she had limitations as Mm -hmm. as far as her physicality, right? Right. She never bounced back 100% after she had sepsis. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, Jen and I, were on the phone. And we had we were like, okay, we want to do this. Where should we go with mom? Mm-hmm. Where what would be a good mom trip? Mm-hmm. And where did we decide? We decided on Salem, Massachusetts, for obvious reasons. For obvious reasons, <laughs> we had to Why go not? somewhere with like a witchy ghosty vibe. Absolutely. So we did the research, and we were like, first we're like brainstorming. We're like, what? is going to be important for this trip. No stairs, right? Right, because mom could not do stairs. She Mm -mm. was physically limited at that time. Mm. Right. And then we wanted somewhere that seemed haunted AF, of course, course. for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. So we're like bed and breakfast, but we needed a bed and breakfast that had someone accessible overnight, right? Right. Because we were going to drive there. Right. And we didn't know what time we were going to get there. We did not know what time we were going to arrive, but we knew it was going to be really late. Right. And we had to have three grown-ass adults in one room together. Exactly. To, to be able to sleep comfortably. Right. So the room had to accommodate three big people. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. That's accurate. Yeah. 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 So we together, we made the phone calls. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad because I swear to God, if I would have done this by myself and the shit happened the way it did, I would have been you. so hundred percent. Oh, like, you let? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So Jen and I are on the phone together and we're calling around. We find this this old B&B in Salem, Massachusetts, like in the downtown area, like around the downtown. And we're like, this looks amazing. But we had to make sure they checked all the boxes. So we called and we're like, okay, steps. Tell me about them. They're like, no steps. You'll be on the first floor. It's not a big deal at all. Yeah. We'll put you on the first floor. Steps won't be a problem. Wonderful. What about someone being there overnight? Because we're not sure when we're going to get there. And this looks like just a house. So is there like a front desk? Oh my God, call her, call her number. Someone's going to be available to you 24 mm-hmm. 7. Someone will be here waiting for you. No matter what time, someone's going to answer that phone and, get, and be able to help you. All right. Check that box. Done. And then lastly, um, the room that we saw online, the pictures, only looks like it, it can accommodate two people, but we're going to have three door room. Is there a way? Like, is there a pullout bed? What do we do? And they said that they were going to bring a roll-in mattress, like roll-in cot. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to bring it into it. It's going to be in the room waiting for us upon arrival. Well, we could work with that. Yeah, for sure. All so right. every check, box, check, check. It was super, super affordable. It w- it was cute. It looked haunted. It did look haunted. It did look haunted. So we leave my house in Michigan, and this is before Siri was a thing, <laughs> a real mm-hmm. active thing, at least in my life. Right. And satellite and s- navigation. And satellite navigation. So Jen and I are looking at a map, and I'm like, straight up, Canada is a shortcut. We're going to go through Canada. You know, and that's fair, because if you're looking at a map and you draw a straight line with a crayon from... <laughs> Battle Creek, Michigan, to Salem, Massachusetts, you go through Canada. Makes why not? Sense. Why not? Just that's most direct. As the crow flies, it is it is straight up through Canada. So that's what we do. Yeah, except that was a mistake. <laughs> I I love our Canadian listeners. I love you guys so much. Thank <laughs> you for listening. But I got to tell you, when we went through Canada, turns out not, not a, a shortcut. shortcut. Not a shortcut. Canada mm-hmm. is not a shortcut. Don't do no. it. Don't do and it. Go was, around uh, the lakes, <laughs> Americans. It's beautiful. Go it's around scenic. the lakes. Go south around the lakes. You will 
you will thank you us. You will. You will. You will. Just, so just take our word for we it. We weren't expecting the traffic at the borders. We weren't expecting to be sitting in traffic at the borders. All right. That Our wasn't bad. so bad. Our bad. That wasn't Siri, so bad. Siri didn't tell us about that backup because Siri didn't exist. But <laughs> She also, existed, but she wasn't accessible to us. Like, she was, like, bougie. But the highlight for me of that drive okay. is I need to me stop you. behind the wheel being She's the not defensive, an aggressive driver. Defensive you guys, driver that I am. She, we, are there you was tell traffic. This? Are you going to tell yeah. us? Yeah, I'm right. telling. I'm telling us. Jennifer is a very safe driver. <laughs> Jennifer Most is time. not aggressive at all, except I'm for the one time you almost killed us. Once. But that's fine. Okay, thank okay. you. Okay, anyway. So we are in in construction in Canada, and Je- everyone has to merge into one lane to get no over this bridge. No one was letting me in. Jennifer, instead of like scooting and like trying to get in, Jennifer was full on stopped to the left while everyone was going around us for like 45 minutes. And, and she was like, excuse me, because she she believes that someone's going to be like, everyone stop. Well, Canada is friendly neighbors to the north. Everybody says how nice they are. I was expecting someone to be like, hey, they oh, had places to be. Sorry. They had places to be. <laughs> Jill is hanging out of the back passenger side window to (laughs) her waist, bending out of the car, flailing her arms, yelling, are you kidding me? (laughs) Really, that really, really happened. That really did. That's not even an exaggeration. That is not an exaggeration. I had to do something. I felt so helpless. I felt so helpless. I'm just sitting there for 40 minutes. So what happened next? So we switched at some point. Oh, yes, because I I was done with Jennifer driving. I was like, if we got to go somewhere, I'm taking the wheel. And so I'm driving, and we are in the middle of the night driving through the mountains of New York State. And Mom was navigating. Mom? In the passenger side. Was supposed to be, we had a little Garmin, what do you call it? The navigation thing that you would buy at Walmart before they were integrated in the cars. Oh. Yeah, a little GPS thing. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So mom was supposed to be on that and she had a map in her hands. She, the address in, but it's not recognizing where we are. So she also has a map quest directions on her lap. And we literally are in nowhere, New York state and it's dark and there are no lights. And so I am tired AF And I'm looking to my mom to give me some kind of direction, like, don't worry, we're almost there. This is how far we are, like, whatever, whatever. Right. So I am lost, and mom is gets a phone call from Frank, and she says- Her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. She says, I'm just going to say goodnight to him. Okay. Okay. That sounds reasonable. Okay, say goodnight to him. I don't know, a minute, maybe? What I wasn't thinking about because I was tired is that mom saying goodnight to Frank takes 30 fucking minutes because he says goodnight and I love you in every European language and she has a response in that. Yeah, in, it's a whole ritual oh, thing. It's, I love it's you with hard. all of my heart forever and ever. It's That's what she's saying. so hard to listen to. I oh love my you God. both, but it is hard. It was bad. So it bad. Really and we bad. were lost in the dark. And, and so 
I am looking at my mom with her little flip phone going, I love you, I love you. Yeah, with like seven minutes heart. in. Oh my God. And I, I was visualizing myself snatching the phone and just throwing it out the window and be like, no, you can't say goodnight. Like that's how angry I was. <laughs> I pulled over, like I got off the expressway because I was like, and I literally just parked on like this dark street. And I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. I was like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. And she's like, I love you so much. I love I you. I'll be the same. From the back seat, watching you pull over, turn your entire body and face her. <laughs> like in that intimidating way that you can do like, are you white done? Because she didn't in even, the middle of nowhere. She didn't even notice. No, she, she literally was just going, uh-huh, uh on the phone. I was like, oh my God. Oh, my God. Okay. And I was just looking at her. And so, So, Jen, you were like, oh, I'm going to drive now. And I was like, fine, fine. Please do this. We switched again. Yeah. We switched again. again. Okay. So we arrived. Finally. You were driving the Ford Explorer as we pulled in to Salem, Massachusetts, and we arrived at our bread and breakfast. And by the way... A Ford Explorer is much too large of a vehicle to be driving around a town that was incorporated in, oh, I don't know, the 1660s. It was. It it did feel a lot bigger once we pulled into the streets of Salem. Tiny. The streets are small. The parking is limited. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We get there. And I'm like, well, that's weird. This it says we're here, but there are this this building has very steep steps. That's strange. One's supposed to have steps. So I get out of the car and I walk to the building, to the steps, and I walk up the steps with my hands and my feet because that is how steep they were. So I scurried up and the door's locked. And I've been calling this bed and breakfast since Jennifer took the wheel Mm -hmm. saying, I hope someone's there because I was just getting this answering machine because no one was picking up the phone the way they were supposed to. So we didn't know what we were going to expect. But I certainly expected the door to be open, but it was locked. But to my surprise, (laughs) there was an envelope between the the crack of the door and it said Jill on it. (laughs) And I was like, well... Okay. Inside the envelope, there was a skeleton key and a hand-drawn map. No joke. I'm not even kidding. Of where we were supposed to park. And it said, park in the yellow house's parking lot behind the house. It is dark. The map is of a street that is in a square. Unfortunately, the streets that we were on... Yeah, were not square. square. The blocks weren't square. <laughs> they weren't. They were like little triangles, right. and the corners were like eight corners. The map in no way depicted the reality of the geography that we were in. No way. But no way. We, what are we gonna do? We're right, gonna exactly. we're gonna follow the map, Jen. We're looking for a yellow house right. around the block. Right. 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 <laughs> Um, so we drive around. We don't know what house color is what because no. it's it's black out, it's dark. And Jen, we find a house right. that looked like it had a parking lot behind it. Right. Jen pulls in to this 
driveway and the vehicle we are driving is angry about it. Yeah. it is, oh, yeah. There are uh, there are alarms going beep, off. Beep, 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 beep. Right. It's like back up, back up, back up, back right. up. It's like me, 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 me. And we're like, oh my God, what's happening? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It not only was it the the lot behind that particular house full, but our vehicle wouldn't even it was it took us so long to pull in to find out it was full and then to turn around and pull out of it. It was And the crazy. whole time, the whole time the, the car is going beep 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 yeah. beep. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, "Oh my so god." Stressful. So that's oh. when we decided this is too much. We need to just double park, drop mom off and then find parking on our own. Right. So so we go, we're helping mom up the stairs. John has our arms. I got her butt and we're helping her up the stairs. <laughs> right. We use the skeleton key to get into the bed and breakfast right. and our door it's right there, first floor to the right, and we open it up. And Jen, what do you see in our suite? A full size bed mm. and a love seat, but mm-hmm. no pull out cot, no roll in bed. Nope. But we don't even have time. We don't even have time to problem solve that. Mm-mm. Because I'm bringing in, I'm we're double parked, and I am bringing in all the luggage that we can hold, right? And and you, what are you doing with mom? So mom is upset because she knows as well as I do, there's not enough space for all three of us, and there's also no front desk, and we still don't have anyone to talk to about the alleged roll-in bed or even parking, huh? We still don't know where to park. We we still don't know where to park. We we don't have anyone to talk to. Nobody. When we call the number that we were given, nobody's picking up the phone. It's well after midnight. So mom is upset and she's doing the whole the whole overtired driving all night long. So tired. Sleep in the love seat. Right. So mom is saying she's gonna sleep in the love seat. Now the love seat isn't isn't a, it's not a couch it's not a full size it's a smaller thing and we're all very tall women anyway but i'm thinking well maybe we could utilize this love seat in some way and i walk over to it So I go over and I sit on this love seat and immediately I kid you not my ass hits the floor I hit the floor because it's really for show it's like this antique sort of piece of furniture that is not a functioning piece of furniture it's just Mm. the shell of an antique (laughs) there's no springs there's no innards there's cushions and there's floor so I like get I roll out of it and I'm like Jennifer quit quit fucking around we gotta park the car (laughs) and so I tell mom mom do not sit on that love seat there's not, and I've been around mom when she sits on something that's too low. She needs like two people to like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it's hard yeah, for her. Yeah, we have to help her. Yeah, to get off of low. So I say, don't sit. I'll sleep on the love seat. No, you're not <laughs> sleeping dream. on the love seat. So the last thing and I say to And we're whispering, her, we're whispering because we're in a house we're of a other house. people too. Right. She's like, mom, don't fucking sit on the love seat. That's we're going to go park the car. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mom. Don't yeah, sit on the love seat. You guys. So I tell her, the last thing I say is, do not get in that love seat. Don't sit in the love seat. Don't do it. Don't you, you dare. You're going to sleep in the bed. We're going to figure it out. But first, we have to park the car because we're double parked. You guys don't go. Oh, you guys. I didn't want you to go. And we're like, Mom. Mom, we're going to park the car. Lay right. down. So Lay we down. We leave Mom. We leave Mom. 
and we get a very upset mother. We leave and we're driving around Salem. First of all, Jennifer is exhausted and her eyes kind of glazed over. And she doesn't look responsive. And I'm worried because she's driving. And we're just driving. But Jill, as we're driving, my phone keeps ringing. And when I answer, what do I hear? <laughs> Come back. Mom, Mom, we have to park we the have car. We have to park the car. Stop calling. Guys, I don't want you to go. Come back here to Strange City. Mom, you're not helping us. Please stop calling. You guys, what are you guys Mom, Mom, we have to find. Mom, please stop calling. We're okay, Mom. Mother, please. She wouldn't stop calling. <laughs> she would not stop calling. We kept if we her. had an answer, what would have happened if we didn't answer? Can you imagine what would have happened if we didn't answer? So we had to just, as soon as you flipped open the phone, you would have, <laughs> you'd be like, Mom, Mother, please. It's so accurate. It's so accurate. Stop calling us right now. All right, please. so that's happening. And there's no parking. There's no parking anywhere. Jennifer is just holding an open phone and cannot verbalize anything at this point. She's just like looking at the phone, looking at me, and the phone's making this horrible screeching noise. And Jennifer can't. She's like, she's touching her forehead I, and she her, her brows wrinkled. I lost she, all ability to <laughs> articulate intelligent speech. It was gone. I was so overtired, so stressed, and having this like my mother... <sighs> crying at me over the phone i literally it was like pull over this car so i had to pull i had to pull jennifer out of the driver's seat and put her in the passenger seat buckle her in and i was like god damn it i'm gonna have to do this all myself and jennifer's just holding the phone and the phone's either crying or ringing and i'm driving around the city of salem and eventually it was like an hour later i found at a parking lot that you had to pay to park right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i was like done as long as i can pull over this car so we pull over the phone's so good <laughs> and we grab our pillows and the phone and we we walk back to the bed and breakfast it was like a mile it was like a mile passing other people <laughs> on the way with our pillows and we're like hey right. guys what's up, hey, what's up? <laughs> and the phone bring, bring. <laughs> so we get back and now we're thinking oh good we can just relax now right. okay but we forgot that there's nowhere for us to sleep mm-hmm. right we don't know the sleeping thing we totally forgot that we're just glad to be back so we we climb up the steps by all fours mm-hmm. and we get into the room and what do you see jen <laughs> what, what's the first thing that hits you as soon as you open the door our mother wedged into <laughs> this love seat like a hot dog in a bun. She's sitting up straight at a 90 degree angle with her legs straight out in front of her inside the love seat, essentially sitting on the floor in the frame of this antique piece of furniture, which we told her not to sit in and do the noise. And she's also crying. <laughs> And we told you, you're like, don't 
get in the love seat. Now you're stuck. We can't leave you like this. Now you're stuck. (laughs) How are you going to get out? How are you going to get out? You are wedged in that piece of furniture. You are stuck. How are you going to get You can't sleep like that. What do you think? You can't sleep like that. Now we have to hoist you out. Now we have to hoist. We just parked the car. Now we have to hoist you out. How are we going to We have to put our hands in your butt now, Ma. We have to get up in there, put our hands in your ass crack, and hoist you out. I remember you going, you're ridiculous. You're you're ridiculous you're ridiculous you can't sleep like that you're ridiculous and she's going (laughs) you're ridiculous and I'm just watching it all unfold I'm like oh my god this is happening this is happening so we hoist we hoist our mother takes two of us like hands in her butt picking her up out of the love seat which wasn't a real love seat and then we Mm -hmm. all snuggle up in the bed like a like some sort of family sandwich, sardines. Mm-hmm. And I was the meat. I was you the, were meat the meat of that you sandwich. Were the meat. She was the meat. I didn't want to be the meat. <laughs> anyway, oh boy. So that was the last night we were scheduled for two nights, but that was the only night we spent there. But all of that driving around the night before really helped out because the next day we knew exactly where we were going. We knew exactly Mm -hmm. where to park the car. We knew exactly where to drop mom off so that she could get the most benefit out of that little square. And Salem was super fun. We had a great time. Mom had a great time. There was a vampire that liked mom that was circling around mom. It was really cute. I know. Those are great pictures. I love that. Um, And then, Jen... From this trip, it was like really our first time, our first common mystic experience because we went to Rebecca Nurse's house and instead of stopping at like the museum first, we walked the grounds and we got our impressions. That's right. Oh my gosh, I Mm -hmm. forgot about that. It Uh was our first common mystics road trip before we even knew it was. Mm, And your mom was there. That's extra special. I love that. That's my favorite, favorite story of mom. And it feels so good just to laugh about it because I know that she's with us. Such an emotional roller coaster that it trip. really was. It, we were like, I needed a, like a vacation after getting home. I was like exhausted. So, if there's one thing that our listeners can get out of of this episode, I hope it's the the understanding that you really, really can conjure the spirit of your loved ones who've passed. You really, really can. You can do it on your own. And you do it when you talk about them with other people and tell their stories and just laugh and feel that joy and that love. It's still there. It's not lost. They're lost, lost in body, but not in spirit. I like to, I really believe, and I like to remind myself that when someone passes, they're no longer bound physically to this world and they ascend to the higher power of love and light and now that they're a part of that higher power they have their love is is a part of that too and it's expanded right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it can reach you in ways that are different than how you knew them in in life but it's more powerful and more substantial and it's just a continuation of the relationship and they're not bound by physicality so they can hit you in your dreams. They can, they can help you find a parking space. They, you can feel their hugs, even spirit, whenever oh. you need them. I love that, and I hope that it resonates with so many of our listeners. 
Thank you for letting us share our mom stories with you and our genie and grandma stories. Mm. And have a wonderful Christmas and holiday season and happy new year. Absolutely. But you know what, guys? No pressure. If you're having if you're having a sad day, have a sad day. But just try to find time to laugh or connect with someone and to tell stories or to reminisce because it makes me feel better and I hope it makes you guys feel better too. All right. Tell the people they can find us. You know what, guys? Anywhere you're listening to your favorite pods, that's where we are. But please check us out specifically on Apple Podcasts so you can leave us a positive review. More people will get to find us that way. All right. Thank you, everyone, and good night. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Meow, 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 me